The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdell. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's the latest in Denver? Chris, good morning. I'll tell you what the latest is. I'm going to start with last week. Last week, Wednesday, I had a friend come to town. Wants me, and he's from Baltimore. Good friend of mine. Actually, he's been on this podcast before, Dyron, and his family came out to go skiing. So I go up Wednesday midday to to meet him up there and I'm going to ski all day Thursday. The skiing is pretty good on Thursday. We've actually had some snow. So for those of you that are weather buffs, we've had some snow in the mountains. Not a lot here in Denver. It was 60 degrees yesterday. We just seem to be staying about 10 degrees above normal. But check this out. This is a Thursday afternoon after the holiday, between two holidays. Correct, Chris? There's New Year's and then what's next? King. So what's between? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, we have holidays almost every week, but this particular time of year, we don't have a holiday during this week. So I'm like, this is awesome. I'll go up, I'll ski till two or three, and I'll be home at five o'clock. Well, we got a little bit of snow on Thursday. It kind of spit and came down. Chris, it took six hours for me to go from Beaver Creek, Colorado to my home here in Cherry Hills. The normal time, two hours and five minutes. And my, you know, my experience is, is, you know, Coloradoans, they're used to, they're used to this. So you would think that it would be smooth sailing. Hey, Chris, why you ask? I'm going to tell you because I finally looked it up. I went to CDOT because there's somewhere between a 25 and 35% shortage of snowplow drivers. Is that a result of the vaccine mandate? I have no idea what it's a result of. Maybe people didn't spend all their stimulus money. I don't know. But I mean, you know, how can you have, you know, I just saw that we're short of, you know, 85,000, uh, maybe it's 185,000 truck drivers. And let's let 18-year-olds drive. Snowplow drivers, you have to be qualified to do it. I don't know where they went. Some are doing other jobs. But to lay down a little bit of that ice melt and to just shoot stuff off from, like, if you know Colorado, I-70 East, Frisco, basically, Silverthorne, to the Eisenhower Tunnel, which is the pass, normally is a 15 to 20-minute drive. Chris, it was two hours and 20 minutes. Ouch. Now, had I had a, a great hip and was still in marathon shape, I could have run there faster. Could have run there faster. So, yeah, that's what's going on in Colorado. It's just like every day, tons of traffic. So there I sat. And what's even worse, I felt so bad for people. Because, Chris, when you see a brand new car sitting on the side of the road and you see more than one, two, three or four, there's only one thing that happened. They ran out of gas because you don't get gas on the top of the Eisenhower Tunnel. You got to get down the other side and then get to at least Georgetown to buy gas. So most people go, oh, I got a quarter tank of gas in Frisco. I'll just fill up in Georgetown and shoot my way back into town. Chris, there were cars on the side of the road that were brand new. There's only one thing that could have happened. Oh, and by the way, there was a Tesla. I don't know how they did a charge. <laughs> That's the other <laughs> thing. And I love Teslas, so I'm not poo-pooing electric cars, Chris. But how do you get a charge? Do they have a remote thing that comes and does it? Uh, we're going to have to ask one of our friends, Jeff, to, to give us, to reveal us that. So if you got the answer, let Chris and I know. Do they have like a remote quick charger, like a AAA charger? Like they ring you five gallons of gas? I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't own an electric car. That's, that, that's interesting. Well, Mike, so that's what's our, going on here, my friend. Happy 22 to you, by the way. Yeah, this is our first episode of 2022. I thought maybe what we'd do is kind of 
look into our respective crystal balls to see, you know, what we see for 2022 for the, the DI industry. So I thought I'd maybe just uh, let you look into yours and give me some of the things that you're seeing and what you think are going to happen in 2022 when it comes to the DI industry. Chris, that's a pretty cool metaphor you just used there because, you know, you and I have been saying for two years, if you only had the crystal ball, <laughs> when we talk about people getting hurt or sick, you tell me what's going to happen. You tell me you're not going to get hurt, not get sick, not get cancer. So it's funny. Today, you and I are going to use a crystal ball. That's right. Actually, uh, what we're going to do is we'll best guess it with this crystal ball. 22 starts off like every year for me, and I'm sure you're the same way. I'm extremely optimistic and I don't get beat down as the year goes on. So don't think I get to 31 and I'm just waiting for the next year to come because the last year was horrible or we, you know, we survive them as they say. It's been a really interesting two years, but thinking about our industry specifically from, you know, we had the IDIS meeting this year. It wasn't large, but we had it, which was awesome. So there were some things that were going in the right direction. Mass Mutual has decided, you know, they're in and they're in for real. Other carriers are are not going anywhere. Omaha has come out, you know, they came up with return of premium. So some things have happened a little bit. But, Chris, I think it's fair to say, and I don't have the 21 Limera final numbers, but wouldn't you say this is going to be three years in a row flat? Correct. And... I just wonder, you know, why flat when the opportunity still is to write business? And I'm beginning to wonder if, if if people don't write business, those that do do it well, those that don't are partially one of the, I think, the issues is, and I think you would agree, it, it, it's not education, Chris. That's a bad, that's the wrong term. I think it's coaching and training, don't you? Absolutely. And, and Mike, to that point, everybody talks about the importance of coaching and training. But, you know, there's a lot of flat, not a whole lot of throttle. So they talk about it, but they don't back it up with any actions. And so that, that, that's very frustrating from the, from the perch that you and I sit who really believe in that coaching and development is so important, but yet nobody's really doing it. You know, and I can use an example. You and I have a client that we've worked with for just a little over a year since a year ago last November. So we're going on 14 months. My goal was 30 apps for this guy for the year. And I got to tell you, we got over 30 apps. But you know how much work it takes, Chris, on both sides parts? We'll call it the um, the player and the coach. It, it takes an awful lot of time together to get to that point. Constant reminders. Constant reminders. Uh, you know, Every single day is, a, is an income protection day. And I don't expect people just to drop everything and become, you know, that expert. But it's not hard. You've heard both of us say it's the best part-time job you could ever have. So the products we have, we have. Do I expect to see anything new in 22, Chris? I'm going to give you my prediction. No, I don't expect anything new. I expect if somebody files a new product, it's going to be a re-rated product, which is totally different, right? Correct. So it's going to have the same bones as everything that we've ever had. So if somebody does that in 22, that's not new. And I don't know for how many years we've talked about new. So my crystal ball is same, same. I wonder if people are happy with, with you know, net revenue, ROE, return on equity, in any way that you want to use the numbers. Maybe right now the handful of carriers that are out there are just really comfortable and I want your thoughts on this. Are really comfortable with you know the profit margins that they're making? What do you think? Yeah, I, you know I would agree with you, Mike. The uh, I, I also think that 22 is going to be a, a flat year. 
and you mentioned you know, carriers like Mass Mutual coming into the market, and you know everything we've heard, they're committed to spending two hundred and fifty million dollars to get into this market, which which I applaud and I love, and certainly they're a great company, a great organization. But here's my biggest fear on that: Are they just going to take a piece of the current pie, or is or are their efforts going to grow the pie? And if all they do is take a little bit from, you know, the different carriers that are currently riding, hey, you know, it, it doesn't help us overall. So, Mike, I'm going to go back to Scent talking about the hard work. I always like to use the analogy of a big boulder. Getting that son of a gun to take that first inch forward takes so much effort. And then the second inch, so much effort. But once you get it rolling, now it starts to go pretty fast. And that's exactly, you know, the, the story that you told about, the one producer, it was a lot of work, but now it's like clockwork for him because it is now part of his muscle memory. He talks to everybody about the need to protect their income. And what's easy about this is it doesn't take all day every day. So, you know, one of the things I'd like to hopefully, if you could, and I think of a crystal ball kind of like those snow globes, Chris, you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's my vision of the crystal ball as a snow globe. Shake it up a little bit, you know, whether it's the Empire State Building or Santa or anything like that, I don't care. But the snow globe theory is, you, you know, you, you only pick it up every now and then is my analogy here. You shake it and the snow flies around and it settles down. You don't have to sit here and train for income protection and disability insurance, Chris, for nine hours a day. You know, if you actually focused on taking a snow globe and shaking it in the time that all the uh, <laughs> the time that all the snow settled, which is wavy on a big one, 10 minutes, it settles down or you did it twice a day for two seven-minute periods, 14 minutes, three days a week. Um, it's kind of like getting into shape, and you said this at the very end of the year. It's not hard to go for a jog, and it's not hard to work out in the gym, but it's really hard to put the tennis shoes on, and it's really hard to get in the car or on the bike to get to the gym. This is the same thing. So in my crystal ball, if I could see it, I'd like to see more people just Focus a little bit more attention to what's really important. We're starting to talk about now, as we go through two years of, of, of what we've gone through, is they're starting to say, you know what, other people died besides COVID, correct? We're seeing that more and more every day. So, you know, suddenly, and this has all been tragic, but other people are still going to get sick. Other people are going to have heart disease, and the list goes on and on, aneurysms, cancers of all kinds. There's still auto accidents. There was an auto accident, Chris. Part of the, my slowdown was because there wasn't ice melt on the road, slippery. Somebody had a pretty good accident on I-70 going east back to town. And I feel for whoever it was because I never want anybody to get hurt in an auto accident. But, you know, you have to reflect and go, those are the perils of life and they happen every day. I would like to see product changes. And before I tell you again, because I think you guys have heard this two years ago from me and Gauss, excuse me, what would you like to see different? If the way, if, you, if we could crystal ball the industry, what would you like to see today? And I'm going to give you two, but you go ahead and give me one or two first. Okay. So Mike, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to give a, a kind of a, po- a negative and a positive. The negative is, is there's a lot of longtime veteran brokerage reps with various carriers that are going to be retiring. And we don't have the backfill, the bench strength, if you will, to replace all that experience. And I, I, I think back to when you and I were growing up in this business on how many people were ready if a branch manager, something happened to the branch manager. There were a ton of people 
you know, to fill that role. When you think about today, all the, the reps that are out there, of which you know the vast majority of them, and there's some that are, you know, getting ready to retire, who's going to replace them with knowledge? So that, that, that to me is something that is really, I see in my crystal ball, but I, but it's very fearful because we just don't have that bench strength. I couldn't agree more, Chris. And you know, here's the funny thing. We just, we, we just talked about basically three years of flat, correct? Correct. And we also have been talking about, you know, what, and that's a very good point you made. People are going to retire and other people are going to backfill. So with everything available for all of this new modern world we're living in 2022, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got LinkedIn, we've got B2B this, we've got Snapchat, we've got everything. We, we can blog about DI every day. We can create websites to get InstaQuote. There's a million things we can do. Fair? Yes, sir. Then why haven't the numbers changed? Because people aren't having the conversations with prospects and clients. Correct. I am not poo-pooing technology one bit, but it just doesn't do it alone. And that's kind of what I'd see for Crystal Ball when I started this with you, you need you need coaching and you need somebody that wants to be coached because there's no easy button when it comes to explaining to somebody in the event you get hurt or sick, you could have serious implications for you and your family or just you if you're on your own. And it's it's not hard. You and I know it's not hard, but it just doesn't ever happen. Because the, always the first answer is, well, it won't happen to me. And if 90% of all people stop there, then we don't sell 90% of the people. So that technology can't convince somebody that you've got to have the right things to say at the right time, have passion and conviction, and make it happen. That's where, I, that, that's where I'm hanging my hand. And I still want to talk about two product changes if we got a couple minutes here. Yeah. You know, Mike, obviously, when you and I got started, insurance distribution was much different than it is today. And that has contributed to a lack of this, of the flatness, if you will. But here's the thing that I want to throw in there. When carriers had their own product and Provident, Paul Revere, and Unum were strong, is you had literally hundreds of people that were talking to agents, life insurance agents, financial planners. Back then, they were more stockbrokers before they made this big shift to financial planning. We were talking to P&C agencies, but there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were encouraging people to have the conversation. So, Mike, I mean, you, you take a look at the, you know, one of the companies with the largest quote unquote field forces principal. And what do they have? 17 people that are out there promoting DI as opposed to at Provident. We had just, just a Provident couple hundred. And so again, not having people who are coaching and encouraging people to have the conversation that makes it doubly tough because, you know, we're relying on the individual who is getting pulled to do assets under management or whatever. So. It's kind of a, you know, I'm kind of going a little bit deeper here on that. It really concerns me that not only are producers not having the conversations, but we don't have people who are encouraging people to have the conversations. Because I couldn't agree more. And from a product perspective, and I was just thinking to buy sell for a second, because I was just talking to a, to a carrier, uh, a couple of the management people, underwriters at a carrier, and they said, you know, we're really going to go down this focus on, you know, we business products and the business owner. And I've been hearing that that's like middle market, correct? Correct. Middle market, we've been hearing, well, one, first, let's define what it is. Secondly, we have to have product available for a middle market. And a middle market and a business market, I think they intertwine. Would you agree? Yes. But the thing is, is, and I'll give one example. If you're going to do buy-sell insurance, 
And I go all the way back to 1988, a few months after I started. Rick Marcinek taught me this. Do you have the old style or the new style? And he talked funny like that. And I have the same sales idea 30 some years later. So, you know, sometimes what's old can be new again. I watch the way my children dress and they're starting to look more like me from 1970 than ever before. It, it starts to happen. Suddenly somebody's got big flare pants. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, the, and then there's cool guys that got James Dean super skinny pants. So what's old can be new again. But if you're going to talk about like buy, sell, I need a carrier, a domestic carrier to say, listen, and I'll give you an example real quick, Chris, I won't go deep here. You and I own a company that's worth a million bucks, 500 grand each, right? And let's say we both net profit. You and I each make 150 grand. So 300 and 200 goes back into running this business. So it's a million dollar business, right? Yep. You come to me about a buy sell. I'm not probably really ready to write the check. Fair? Yep. I don't care how big or small the check is. It's just you and I will figure out our million dollar business on our own. We'll shake hands even, right? Yep. Because that's what you and I are going to most likely do as a business owner. Now Chris and Mike have CC brokerage, Carlson Cogdale brokerage, and it's, it's, it's a widget brokerage. And we sell manufacturers reps and we, our company between the two of us is worth $15 million, seven and a half million each. And we're taking each one, four, one, five, three million and three and a half goes back in every year to keep this thing afloat. Are you and I interested now in a buy sell? More likely than not. Absolutely, because I, in all probability, whoever we use as an advisor has sold us life insurance in case we die. Correct. And that number is big. And we both know out of the three and a half million dollars, you and I make a million and a half. So that's three. So three million's gone. We have a $15 million business, you know, after taxes and everything. There's enough there for us to write that relatively large check. And it doesn't affect either one of our families one bit. Fair? Correct. That's what I would love to see. I'd love to see somebody take on a buy sell that goes beyond the number of 400 grand, 500 grand. But you know, you get a construction company, which we know construction is a little busy these days that has a $20 million four partner company. They'll write the check. But for a broker to go explain, I'm going to financially fill you with a domestic carrier. Then I'm going to go to an outside carrier. We know that would be Lloyd's and do all this. Suddenly it gets confusing to the consumer. Don't you think that's correct? Absolutely. And they're, and they're worried about running their business. And if you make it hard on them, they're just going to say, well, let's just, let's kick this can down the road. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a Mercedes, but you know what? Not to mess things up. I'm going to put a Tesla motor in it. I just got confused. Right. I really did. And this is what we, you know, these are things I would like to see in my crystal ball is much bigger numbers for buy sell. I'd like to see business products done in a simpler fashion. Another thing I'd like to see work, and I won't ever use the word middle market, but I've worked with a client for 20 some years now. And we did like, basically it's been like $4,000 and it's kind of, it's, it's guaranteed to issue. And it, it, it seems to be working fairly well to this day, 25 years later. Why don't we have something that's like, this is a bad term, but I'll just use an old term, jet issue for real, for real. Simplified gets close, but for three grand a month, why not just pull the lever? I, I, you know, those are things I don't understand because what I learned a long time ago before I left the principal was incidence of claim wasn't going up, but duration and benefit amount was. And that was the only major impact that could have affected us. You know, so we have much bigger claims. And if they don't go off the books because they last longer, you, you know, I would rather have a whole bunch of $3,000 monthly benefits or five for mortgage payments than $120, would not you? No question. And Mike, there's certainly been carriers that have you know tried to dance around this. And I think that 
Uh, there's an old expression that it says if you try to grow, but it's, it's everything is based upon the past, you never can truly become innovative. And I think our industry, you know, is so stuck on the past and they're worried about, well, you know, people are going to go out on claim and they're going to abuse the system. Well, there's ways to build that in there, but they're fearful that somebody, the only reason they're applying is to screw the insurance company. But here's what I know, having explored these different options, there's so many uh, guardrails to prevent that. And then the other thing that I know, if somebody really wants to screw a company, they'll figure out a way to do it. But there's so many guardrails that prevents that. But I just think that carriers are saying, you know, let's not do it. Let's just keep issuing $20,000 a month to a doc. You talk about a reserve if he or she goes out versus that $3,000 a month benefit for two or five years. Big difference in their reserving. Yeah. So crystal ball makes it, you know, don't go away from what we were traditionally doing. You know, most people shoot a free throw with one hand, right? Normal shot. Yep. What did Rick Barry do? Underhand. For those of you that know who Rick Barry is, sorry, I just dated myself a day or two, but how did he shoot? Underhand. Right. We call it granny style or something, not to offend anybody. And he was like a 91% shooter. He did something totally different, was mocked and made fun of, but it was effective. My point here is keep what you've got, but let's look at something different. It wouldn't be hard to do a buy-sell for a 18-month, $5 million lump sum. When I've been told that buy-sell is one of the most profitable products ever made, does it really matter that it's one or five million? Chris, do you think? No. And the likelihood, I just moved it from 12 to 18, by the way, on most, on most elimination periods. So... I got to believe there's people way smarter than me that can make these things happen. The other thing I'd like to see, speaking of lump sum, and you've been hearing me talk about this for years, is a lump sum benefit for high wage earners and a lump sum benefit for people that manage money. And I mean manage money like home office manage and those kinds of people. Because if I'm making a million and a half bucks a year, does 20 grand a month change everything for me? You need more than that. A lot more. But if you come to me and say, listen, Mike, you make a million and a half dollars a year. So you're making 150 grand a month, almost 1.1 million, whatever it is, 150 grand a month. That is unbelievable. You're doing great. Yeah. And I don't really need it because I've got my asset manager taking care of everything for me. And I'm already 43 years old. So I'm looking pretty fit. I'm looking pretty good. But what if you could have a five, seven, $10 million lump sum after one year elimination elimination period, and we'll call it catastrophic disability, that you would get, it would go to your money manager to keep investing that couple of hundred grand a year, 300, 400, 500, the whole seven and a half million, and make you whole. Try to make you as whole as they can by living off your assets, but continually doing dollar cost average in what you've already started. See, now I've got a financial planner, I think, Chris, that's interested in selling it, and for good reason. They're not only going to sell that product, make money on selling the product, which there's no harm in that. And then they're also going to make money on what? Investing the assets over and over. So there are ways to do it. And you could even do a combination of $15,000 a month and then, you know, another $4 million after a one-year wait or a $5 million. It could all actuarially be done. And I just see that there's a market for that. Because all I hear about is, you know what, we're getting closer to have or have not. And now sometimes I think we leave out the haves. What do you think as we wrap up here today? I would agree. And I guess my my final comment is, is anybody who's interested, just reach out to Mike Cogdor and he will definitely tell you how to craft the product. 
Oh, absolutely, because I think it's doable. I mean, I think everybody should have income protection. Everybody. So we've talked today, crystal ball. I'd like to see something that's a lever puller. We call it jet issue. We, we, we can deviate from a tax return and all of the things because my, I have faith in humanity and we only write business in the United States. So I have a ton of faith in, in this great country we live in. Almost everybody that buys income protection is doing it for the right reasons, Chris. Almost every single person. Would you agree? 100% agree with you. And Chris, last thought. They have to be convinced that it's the right thing. So Absolutely. let's look at two ways of doing this. Let's lever pull it and something for the bigs. And every, and then buy, sell, that kind of goes into the bigs too. And I think that we can make changes. Otherwise, my prediction is, Chris, we might stay the same number in 22 as we stayed in 21, 20, and maybe even 19. Yeah, that, that, that's my biggest fear. Well, Mike, great chatting with you today. Great ideas. Look forward to our next episode. Chris, thank you and enjoy the rest of the week.